0: With Gonzaga officially bounced from the NCAA tournament, the national championship is up for grabs, and so is the bag with MyBookie. It's a betters market when the dogs are barking. The number one seeds lost to Arkansas prove that underdogs provide the best value. So take advantage and get some skin in the game with MyBookie. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code OUTOFBOUNDS to secure a first deposit 50% bonus up to $1,000. It's simple. Put in $200 and play with $300. Put in $1,000, play with $1,500. Just use promo code Out of Bounds to claim your bonus. Mobile or on the go, college ball or NBA, no matter the league, no matter the minute, my bookie puts the action in your hands so you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With MyBookie. Support for the show comes from MyBookie.ag. Receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit by using promo code OUT OF BOUNDS at checkout at MyBookie.ag.
1: Let's do it. This is the SEC Insider Hit. And it's presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue.
0: Out of Bounds, ESPN 1059, the zone. This is the SEC Insider Hit. Brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. This is bcbs.ms to check out Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. We go to the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. It is NFL draft season, so we bring on the guru himself, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. Mike Detillier joins the Out of Bounds show on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. And, Mike, I'll start with the position of prominence. We've been talking about it all offseason. Quarterback, a new list is out, and it has a guy at the top that I have not seen at the top of anyone else's list. Pro Football Focus drops their top five QBs, and Desmond Ritter is number one. Mike, does that make any sense to you?
1: No, not to me. But, listen, everybody's got a different opinion on, on players, Um if that's how they feel about it, then so be it. But uh, he's he wouldn't be one for me, uh, I'll be honest with you. But, again, Desmond, if you've watched him play, you see uh, a very athletic quarterback. Uh, he's improved throwing the football from the pocket. He's got a real live arm, but there is some erratic nature to his game all across the board uh in his accuracy skills and touch and uh a lot of it in the short to intermediate area and that troubles me so if pro football focus or whatever has him that high okay uh if that's what you stand by then you stand with it uh but it's not what i see so again everybody's got a different opinion on players and but uh, he he wouldn't be my number 1
0: Gotcha, Mike. He wouldn't
1: to it. be my one, two, or three. <laughs> all no.
0: right, well, well, let's get to that then, Mike, because obviously we've we talk about Matt Corral all the time, with him being the kind of face of the quarterbacks from from this area, Mississippi. Obviously, Ole Miss and uh, went won ten games, got to the Sugar Bowl. Matt Corral is he in that top three? Who is the top three for Mike D'Antoni?
1: Yeah, for me, Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett, sort of. Are running neck and neck, and so it's those two guys I think are going to end up being top twenty picks, uh, Willis and Pickett. I think because of the nature of this draft class, with so many big men, uh, I think it it sort of pushes that uh, some of the quarterbacks around a little bit, and I think it'll push Matt uh, around a little bit, and I think he'll fall. Uh, beyond uh, pick twenty, but I, I've got him going in round one. So he he would be three for me. Ritter would be the four guy for me. He edges out Sam Howell from from North Carolina, but I've, I've got him as a second round pick. Uh, I'm talking about Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell, mm. both as second round picks. So I got three. I got three guys as first round picks, and that being Malik, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral.
0: Interesting. Um, Mike Dettelier, WWO Radio TV, New Orleans, on the bucked up energy drink guest line. So you, with Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, um, I saw the Athletic dropped a mock draft and they had Malik Willis at Carolina, number six. You just said Matt Corral could drop to 20 even. Now I know this... Or, or beyond. Or beyond. Yeah, the Saints are at 18. The Steelers are at 20, do you have a prospective landing spot for Matt Corral? I know things change and trades happen or whatever, but do any of those teams, you know, I know Saints fans around here and Ole Miss fans around here, which overlap, are desperately thinking if Corral drops, how do you pass him if you're New Orleans?
1: Well, because of other needs uh, at offensive tackle and wide receiver. that That comes into play. What what I can't tell you about the Saints is how they feel about the quarterback position under Dennis Allen. Now, I could tell you about a lot of it with Sean because I got a lot of it based off of what he's done in the past and what he has said. Have you heard Dennis Allen say anything about the quarterback position other than, and I pressed him on this uh, after his press conference when he came speak to us at with WWL. And he said, one, I'm looking for. He said, I want a winner. I want a proven winner. Okay. He he was very adamant about that. That he said, I think that most of the time, quarterbacks at any level, there is that history of winning. And I want that in him. What has Matt Corral done at Ole Miss? He's won, hasn't he? So he would fit what he that definition now he didn't get into a lot of the details of exactly every little tidbit about that and so that's some unknown there about alan and he's gonna have a say he's he's made it clear he's gonna have a say uh now will he have as big a say as sean um (laughs) that remains to be seen because we know um you know, they may soft-soap it to you and tell you, ah, uh, it's a, a joint collaboration with everybody. Come on. Those early picks are Sean Payton. He's got fingerprints, toe prints, and any other body part print on every one of those guys uh, in the top rounds. And, he, you know, he's made it plain to me in the past. I know the top 100 guys. And I said, then afterward, after that, he said, then, you know, i got to sort of turn it over to the scouting department. But he feels he, he always had a good look at that top 100. He felt that way. And so I, I can't tell you what Dennis Allen feels about a player. Our position. He's never been there before with the Saints. Been there before with the Raiders. How much say he had there, I, I question that, too, because McKenzie was in charge of those draft classes when he was in Oakland.
0: Interesting. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans, talking NFL draft and quarterbacks as uh, the Saints under Dennis Allen. I, and I saw, uh, I, I think today or maybe late yesterday, it officially Taysom Hill was moved to tight end. I know that. Uh, yeah. we, we've talked to you about this more than once. It's over. Yeah. That, that, over. that, yeah.
1: <laughs> that was a, a, a spot that as soon as Sean left the building, you knew his days at quarterback were about gone. that I'm not saying he, you won't see him under center, but those days passed. you know, he was going to play that flex position. Uh, he's worked there. Uh, I've done some events with Taysom. So he had told me, um, I've been working in that slot or that H position, uh, and practicing there, so it's not a real surprise to me. Now it might be to others because you know they they got others that came on this program and others that wanted to beat the the drum that Taysom Hill was going to be the next Steve Young. He was going to be this next great quarterback. These are people that have never seen Taysom Hill play quarterback at the professional level, other than a college game or a preseason game. And but again. They bought into what Sean was trying to tell him, And he was, he was Sean's project guy. Always was. There's nothing wrong with that. Every coach has that type player. Uh, but you see now the reality of it. He didn't throw well enough from the pocket to stay at quarterback. He wasn't accurate enough to do that. So, Uh, I knew as soon as Sean said uh, goodbye, everybody, you know, Taysom was going to be full time at that sort of H back position Mm -hmm. and getting back to what he can do best in that. I think he's a tremendous special teams player Uh, running the football um, in the backfield in short yardage and red zone. And he has worked quite a bit in catching the football uh, as a flex tight end. So that's what you're going to get with him. Uh, and from time to time, I do think they will have plays uh, that will he will be used, especially uh, near the end zone, uh, as because, man, his combination of power and speed are really good to use him in that spot as a runner.
0: No, that makes sense. The, uh, excuse me, the NFL has moved towards that utility type of player. If they can play an athletic position, how do we get the ball in their hands? I mean, you see that with Debo Samuel and, and other guys around the league. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans, on the Out of Bounds Show and the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Talking NFL draft, and Mike, I want to jump to another position. Charles Cross, Mississippi State, offensive tackle, he is, by some accounts, number one, number two, number three tackle in the draft. Where do you have him in your rankings, and where do you see Charles Cross falling in the first round?
1: Okay, on my list, Evan Neal is the top tackle. Uh, he beats out Icky, uh, plays at North Carolina State, but it's really close uh, between the two. And then there's a little gap, and then it's Cross. Uh, comes in at the three spot. Uh, he is one of my top uh, 12 players in this draft class. So, he is certainly a top three pick uh, from offensive tackle. But he's three for me. And Trevor Pinning is four. So, I think all four of those players will go in the top dozen picks. Mm. All four tackles. Wow. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, I like Evan a lot. I think he's a little better pass protector than Nicky is who uh, made great strides this year. I always liked Dickey as a run blocker, I mean, he's, he's a big, wide-body guy. He gets off the snap well. He gets into the torso of a defensive lineman and moves him around extremely well. But he struggled at times with edge pass rushers, um, what I call the steering mechanism. In essence, his ability to get his hands on that defensive end and steer him to the outer edges. I thought he was much better this year doing that with Evan um, he's played guard he's played tackle he he is uh, a huge man even at 337 pounds and he I think the lost weight is as going to help him with his bend and his ability uh, to steer and control the edge guys the, the quicker edge guys so those two are one and two for me and then Cross comes in, terrific athlete, uh, like his knee bend and his ability uh, to get his hands very quickly on an offensive tackle, uh, defensive end, and and just maneuver him around. I think of the three, he's the better pass protector of the three. The other two are the better run blockers, a little bit wider guy, a little bit more weight on on both Icky and Evan. Uh, But, man, I I like Cross a lot, really do. Uh, And I've talked to some teams that uh, they sort of double-check players this time of year, and they maybe were Pac-12 or or Big Ten guys. And I've told, man, listen, if you get a chance to pick him, you know, at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, you you better do it because he's going to protect your quarterback really well. Mm. Uh, And I think he's become a much more focused player and a much more physical player than he was early in his career at Mississippi State. But his pass protection skills are very good.
0: Yeah, talking Charles Cross with uh, Mike Dettelier. Well, let me ask you this way then. They don't pass, you know, the last two years, he has probably only had to run block, you know, 10% of the time maybe. So is that something that you can see developing for him and he can you know cuz you said he's not as good a run blocker can can he not become maybe a better run blocker and then by the I guess the second part of that is depending on who you are schematically does it even matter if he's not that good a run blocker when the NFL has become such a pass happy league and you're an outside you know blindside tackle
1: Well the misperception is that he's not a good run blocker he's a good one he isn't as good as Neil or Icky, uh, so there's a difference. But he's st- he's still a good run blocker. Um, and give me the guy that can protect my multi-million dollar quarterback. I'm paying that dude a lot of money. Exactly.
0: Yeah, you that's know? my thought. Yeah, uh,
1: that that's paramount. I've got to protect him uh, in that pocket. Uh, and Charles is is a good run blocker. And so. I think that that misperception that he isn't because they didn't run the ball as much is false. I think he's, I think he's a good run blocker okay. and he can get better like it, like anybody else at that position. Now it depends upon the framework of who picks you and what scheme they run. But, He's a top ten pick for me. So
0: where do you where do you think he falls then in that top? I've seen him anywhere from six at Carolina all the way back to nine at Seattle. Where do you, where do you see Charles Cross landing?
1: Man, I, if I'm if I'm Seattle at nine, I pick him, and I think that would be a good spot. Okay. Now I, I really I really think that way. Now again, once they start peeling, then who gets itchy mm-hmm. at that at that point? Mm-hmm. Because now. Um this is a little bit different than maybe other drafts and so many big men. And so kind of how it falls. But if it goes like I think it will, I think Evan Neal and Nicky will go in the top five picks. So we, we've all heard Matt Rule talk about that big hole that he's got at tackle. But. Again, the quarterback position, and I work with some of them. They always tell me, and I believe it, uh, even though I, I joke with them about it. You know, that quarterback spot trumps everything. Yeah. No matter no matter yeah. what, uh, it, it does trump it uh, at that particular position. So, I think the intrigue is not where Neil and Icky go. You know, they're going to go in the top four, five picks. It's how quickly cross and pinning peel off gotcha and i think both of them will be gone by pick 13. uh those four tackles going pecan awesome. they, they won't be on the board and so uh it, and the other part is i bring up the itchy part which team may get a little itchy and want to move up to pick one of those two guys
0: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by vital farms Ever felt off balance down there? Introducing Azo Vaginal Health Products. Azo Complete Feminine Balance helps restore the balance of good bacteria. And if you want protection from yeast and urinary tract issues, try Azo Dual Protection. Save 20% with the promo code podcast at azoproducts.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. That just shows you where the game's at that we're talking about picking offensive tackles like that. Um the way they usually do with quarterbacks, right? Who gets itchy and trades up to get the quarterback? Now it's who gets itchy and trades up to get that franchise decade-long tackle, um, which can definitely change your team. Because there's the a team.
1: gap. There's a, there's a gap there between Neil and Icky, uh, and then you put Cross and Pinning. There's a gap between those four and the next tackle. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you're looking for a guy that you believe can come in to help you tomorrow, then you're trying to get one of those four. And exactly what you bring up, it's similar to what we've seen in the past uh, at the quarterback position. But because this draft, like every draft, has its own little path, you understand that. You know, if if that's who you're looking for, you better get them fast, very fast. Yeah,
0: Mike D'Antoni on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I want to jump to the other side of the ball, Mike. I know that the the names I'm about to aren't in the top five or or so of of their prospective positions necessarily, although they I guess they could be for you um, with your draft guide. But um, if you haven't done if you haven't done this deep a dive. Uh, feel free to, to keep moving. Sam Williams, edge rusher for Ole Miss, have you been able to evaluate him?
1: Yeah, uh, actually Sam has worked before the draft. He worked out in South Florida with uh, my old pal Pete Jenkins, uh, 80 years young. Um, and Pete and I, we would talk every day because uh, he's worked out with, um, I think it was like five or six of them. But Sam was one of them. He really praised Sam. uh now, again, Sam's an interesting player because he's versatile in that he could play defensive end in a 4-3 alignment. He could play as a stand-up guy, as a 3-4 outside linebacker, really pass rusher. Uh, I think because of his workouts and his play as a senior uh, at Ole Miss, I think you're looking at a second-round pick with Sam wow. Williams. Yeah, I mean, listen, pass rushers are premium. they gold in this league. Uh, just like having guys that can protect your quarterback, uh, you want a guy that can put him on his butt. And Sam is one of those guys. Working with Pete, I know that uh, Pete really talked up his ability to be handsy with uh, alignment, which, you know, in, in his vernacular, is that he's quick to use his hands and his arms to get around a bigger alignment. And Pete thought he was pretty skilled when he got him. And he says he's really worked at it extremely well. Uh, he loves his athleticism. We all did. We saw it last year. Uh, in not the most conventional defensive scheme, but it worked for Ole Miss. Uh, but, um, you know, Williams, and he was beating his guy, and he was playing some pretty good tackles. So uh, I think he, he comes in in the 50s range in round two. Uh-oh. And, and, I think he'll, depending on scheme, is where they're going to use him. But he's, you know he's going to be out on the edge. He's either going to play a defensive end or a 3-4 outside linebacker standing up. It just depends on who selects him. And the fact that he's versatile. Now, in the past, I've had guys, they get upset with me. That Why you say that? Now, today... They say why? Do you, why you don't say that about me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and 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 Jenkins gives me a lot of issues about it because he he was one of the coaches that he wasn't happy when I would say that about a player, and now he is because I do think it helps your value and you're kind of multi position player, uh, and they can move you around. It used to be you wanted your best, best pass rusher on the right side but today look at what they're doing they move these uh what I call hybrid players left and right uh, and watch Khalil Mack and he's the best example uh when and the Raiders did it and so did the Bears he was on the right side a lot then they'd move him to the left to go up against a right tackle and then sometimes you saw him he was playing defensive tackle and last year, the Bears at times put him as a nose right over the center. So it goes to show the versatility, I think, really helps out. And, and I like Sam uh, a lot. I think he's a really good football player. I think teams have tried to get to know him a little bit more and more into his background. But I, I think you're looking at a guy that's late second um uh, Latest, early third.
0: Interesting. Mike Dettulier, WBL Radio TV, New Orleans. I got about 30 seconds. Um, I know Derek Stingley's the cornerback to talk about, but Martin Emerson from Mississippi State, what round would he land in, do you think?
1: I think in a similar area uh, to Sam. I think wow. he's looking at late second, early third. A uh, long, lean corner. Um, I think at best, he, where he excels in is a press cover guy. Get his hands on you, reroute you. And physically, he's gotten stronger. He's got good speed, not great speed, but that uh, his recovery ability is very good. And he finds the ball quickly in flight. So I think you're looking at very similar to Williams, a guy in the 50s or very early into round three.
0: There you go. Mike Dettelier, WWO Radio TV, New Orleans, NFL insider and draft guru on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Appreciate it, Mike. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.
0: Man, we could have four guys in the second top two rounds. Charles Cross, he thinks is a bona fide top ten pick. Matt Corral, late first round. And then could you have Sam Williams and Martin Emerson go in the second? Ooh, boy. Some talent. Good thing that Bulldog record showed it on the field last week, Yasir, didn't they? Oh, oh, oh. Our 3 coming up next. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 1059 the Zone. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just
1: about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and
0: groom? 18 plus.